good to be home. I missed you guys last week. I missed you guys so much. I missed every single one of you guys. I woke up in the morning on Sunday morning and I went, oh my goodness. Yeah, I need to find a church to go to. <laughs> because I cannot wake up in the morning and not go to church on Sunday. It is it's a very weird thing for me now. <laughs> but it is good to be home. It is good to see everyone's face today. Um, the Lord has a word for us today, and I have a, um, we have a series of um, scriptures to go through, um, and so we will start, um, the main um, scripture for today comes from Romans chapter 8 verse 30, and Hebrews chapter 13 verse 12, Romans 8 30. Actually, we're going to start from 29, Romans 8, 29 to 30. And he said, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13. I think I wrote that down wrong. I think I wrote that down wrong. I do apologize. But the scripture I'm looking for is that he who he called, he equipped, he prepared. And I wrote it down wrong. So forgive me for that. When God... um calls you. The title for today is The Power of Your Calling. The Power of Your Calling. Being called into a ministry is it, a strong urge that directs you to go to a certain place. To move from where you are to a place that God wants you to be. Amen? He wants to direct you into a path of his righteousness and not the path that you already know or the path that you are comfortable with. Amen? Jesus was a great example of that when he said that when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And if you don't believe that, believe it in the works that I do. Because everything I'm doing, I'm doing because the Father has sent me to do it. I do not do anything of my own accord. I do everything that God has sent me. The Father has sent me to do. Amen? Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 states that before I formed you, I knew you. Before you came to be, 
I've already set you apart. I've already sanctified you to be what I have called you to be. Amen? Today we're talking about fathers. Before, he, before you were even thought of, he knew you. Before you were even thought of, he knew you. And before you came forth, he set you apart to be the father that he has called you to be. Amen? He had equipped you with everything that you needed to be the father that he had called you to be, even when you were a little boy. When you haven't even thought about being a father yet, God has already called you to be a father. And you have to understand, we have to understand that being called to be a father has nothing to do with you actually birthing forth a child. Amen? It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the integrity, the character, the wisdom, the thing that God has placed in you that he wants to bring forth out of you to help a little boy or a little girl also come up to be the father that he has called them to be. Amen? Amen, amen. Our scripture is starting from a father that he called. So you have to understand that the, 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 the Bible in Genesis picks up from um, Adam and Eve coming through, but God never called them father. He never called Adam father. You understand? He never called Adam father. Then when you go through the genealogy, and then you have um, Noah, and he never called Noah father. But when he got to Abraham, he said, I'm going to make you a father. And you have to realize that everybody before then had had children. They have had kids. They have been taking care of kids. They have been blessing kids. They have been caring for kids. I'm sure they have been advising kids and giving kids wisdom and protecting kids. But he never called them father. He called the one that didn't have a kid. I'm going to make you a father. I'm going to make you a father. And the reason why he said that, because he knew what he has put in him. It didn't matter that, that Abraham did not have children yet. He has something in him that God knew about. He said, before you were formed, I knew you. And I have set you apart to be what I have called you to be. You may not see it. It might, it might not have manifested in your life yet. But he has called you to be. He has called you to be. And the person that called you to be, the God that called you to be, he will perfect it in you. Amen? Amen. He will perfect that calling in you. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Now the Lord, are we there? Say amen. Amen. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. If you read back from 11, chapter 11, verse 27, coming down to 32, it talked about the genealogy of Abraham. It talked about the fact that Abraham um, had two other brothers. One of them passed away, and they had a son before they passed away. The son's name was Lot. Lot's mother wasn't mentioned, so I'm assuming she was non-existent. She also probably passed away. Okay, so Terah, the, 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 the father of Abraham, took Lot, Abraham, and the um, other brother, Nahor, and took care of him. But as, as, time, as time passed, somebody died. Terah died, Nahor died, and it was left with Abraham. Abraham did not have children. 
God had an assignment for Abraham. God told Abraham, I am going to, I, I, I'm asking you to move from where you are to a place that I will show you. To a place that I will show you. He didn't have children. He had herds. He had servants. He had a wife. But he did not have children. He could have just said to himself, well, God asked me to move from out of my family to a place that I will show you. He didn't say take my family. He said move out of my family. Because of the wisdom of a father. Because of the wisdom of a father. He did not leave his nephew behind. He did not leave his family behind. He did not leave people behind. He took them with him. He took them with him. That is one of the characteristics that he had as a father, even when he didn't have children. He had wisdom. Wisdom to move. Wisdom to do the things of God. He took his whole family and they moved. And scripture tells me and history tells me there was only two ways that he could have gone to the place that God has told him to go. He said, a land that I will show you. So I am sure that God showed him a land that he was supposed to go to. Canaan was the land that he was supposed to go to. And there was only two ways to get to Canaan. You had to go through the desert or you had to go through by the river. He used wisdom. He went through by the river, Euphrates River. And the reason why he did that, because if he went by the um, desert, he would have, most of his family members and most of the people that he had with him and his herds would have died. Because of the, the, the conditions of the desert. Wisdom is one of the things that God wants a, a, a father to have. Even when you don't have children. Wisdom. Wisdom. Amen. The other thing was care. Care, having a complete care for another person, not because uh, um, you birthed them out of this world or you birthed them, in, you know, um, into this world, but because of the love that is in you. And we've been talking about love consistently, a love that goes beyond uh, 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 the, the normal things that you do, a love that goes beyond uh, I'm loving you because you love me, I'm caring for you because you care for me, a love that goes beyond yourself. He could have left Lot. Lot was grown enough that he could have left Lot and gave him enough uh, 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 provisions to take care of himself. But he didn't. He cared enough to realize that this man had no father and no mother. And to leave him to his own devices would not be like a father. To leave him to his own devices would not be like a father. A father cares even when they are not your children. You care enough to make sure they go on the right path. You care enough to talk to them. You care enough to advise them. You care enough to show them where to go because you have been there already. Even if you think that you have not experienced or you don't have the capacity to be able to lead a child, they don't know where you have been. The life that you have led is an example for you to tell them, even if it is to tell them not to go that way. A father cared. He cared beyond himself. Amen? Not only did he care beyond himself, he provided. He protected. It came to a point where Lot wanted to go on his own. And as children, as they grow up, that's what they want to do. We did it, so you know they want to do it too, right? 
He wanted to go on his own. He saw something better that he wanted to achieve. He wanted to go, you know, far on his own. But a father is always a father. When he heard the news that somebody had captured his nephew, he rounded up all the people that he could get out of his home. And in the name of the Lord, he went and he fought until he recovered. Until he recovered. A father has the capacity to protect and to provide for his family. He has the capacity to do it. And, you, and they do it with every means that they have. They do not lay aside and say, well, I mean, it was his fault. I told him not to go. And he went anyway, so he has to deal with it. No, 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 no. A father goes and he fights. And he protects. And he provides. And it got to the point. Where, where, where after he had captured, after he has recovered um, Lot, Lot got to the place where he still wanted to deal with, with, with sinners. He wanted to go to Sodom and Gomorrah and, and deal with them. Probably not actually live in sin, but live close enough to it that he, when the trouble came to Sodom and Gomorrah, he was in the midst of it. But because he had a father figure who prayed for him, who, looks, who, 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 who cares for him, who protects him, who provides for him. When the Spirit of the Lord came and, and, and advised uh, um, Abraham about the fact that there is something that is going to be happening in, in Sodom and Gomorrah, he didn't say to himself, well, I told him not to go over there. I told him not to get that close to them. But he interceded. He interceded on behalf of his, 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 his and I'm going to call him his son. He interceded on behalf of the person that he has drawn close to his heart that he calls him a son. He interceded. He prayed. He bargained. He asked God, can you please spare? Spare this much. Spare that much. For the sake of my, son, my, my, my nephew, spare this and spare that. A father prays. A father prays unconditionally. It doesn't matter what the child has done. They pray and they keep praying and they keep praying and they keep praying until change comes. He could have stopped at 10 and said, well, you know, I mean, 10 is still good enough. You know, it's not that bad. And I've talked to this boy a thousand times and he's not changing. I've talked to this girl a thousand times and she's not changing. So, you know, let that will be done. No, he prayed and he interceded. Even when he didn't see a change yet, he prayed and he interceded until God made a way. Until God made a way. A father continues to pray for their children. They continue to pray for their children. I kept asking, why is it that God chose Abraham? Why did he choose Abraham? I mean, Noah was a good man. For 120 years, we heard last week or last two weeks, 120 years, that man hold on to his faith. He never wavered. He never shook. He was the man that said, God said it's going to rain. And even though I haven't seen it in year one, year two, year three, year four, year 10, year 20, year 30, year 50, year 100, God said it. So I'm not wavering. God could have called him the father. He could have made him a great nation. But he chose Abraham. He chose Abraham. So I kept looking to find out where, why did he choose Abraham? Let's go. Genesis chapter 18.
verse 19. He says, oh, let's start from, let's start from 17. We read down. So the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? See that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him. I know him. Before he became that great nation. Because before he became that father of Isaac. And the grandfather of Jacob. And the great grandfather of the twelve uh, 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 um, um, nations, tribes, thank you, of Israel. Before all of that, God said, I know him. He can only know what he has put in you. He only knows what he has put in you. And everything that he has put in you, both physically and spiritually, he will bring out of you if you let him. He will bring that thing out of you. That compassion he has put in you, he will bring it out of you. You that he has put in you, he'll bring it out of you. That wisdom that he has put in you, he'll bring it out of you. He'll bring it all out of you. Why? To glorify himself. To glorify himself. To show the world that this man that I have picked up, 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 he has the power of God that is in him that will cause him to be what I have called him to be. We live in a world that sometimes it is difficult to see uh, 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 um, the, the, the importance or the essence, the importance of man. Especially if you have been in the world before you came to God. It is hard to see it. Whether it is because you are a single mom, because dad ran, he, could, he did not show forth. Or, like me, you grew up without one. Because he died at a very young age. It is hard. It is hard, you know, and you try to gravitate fatherhood from different areas. And sometimes if people don't, if, if, if the person that you're trying to gravitate to, they do not know God, it becomes a problem. It becomes an issue. A friend of mine sent me uh, um, um, uh, 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 a message the, the other, actually it wasn't a friend, it was my brother, sent me a message the other day, and it completely broke my heart. It broke my heart. 15-year-old who was living with both parents in the house. Parents spend more time doing stuff with them than actually talking and, and, and spending time with your kid. And this kid killed herself. In my mind, I'm going, what is it? I always ask that question. What is it that is so bad that will cause a child to want to kill themselves? Same house. Same house. An uncle was living there, and the uncle was molesting the child. Year after year. Year after year. Year after year. Until the, the, the uncle left, and, and, and the letter that this child wrote, wrote the, the, the suicide letter said that I just felt empty, and I didn't know what else to do. And I felt my body was disgusting, so there was no point to keep living. 
and killed herself. Sometimes when we are in the, in the world and we don't know God and the people that we are around don't know God, stuff happens that it is so terrible. But us being in the shepherd's house, that God has called us to be fathers. And by us, I mean you. Because I'm not a father. God has called you to be fathers. That is a responsibility. It is a responsibility that was assigned to you from heaven. Every man can choose to, fa- to, b- to give birth to children. Right. Every man. Right. It is possible. Right. Unless there's an impotence. It is possible. It is more possible for a man to give children than for a man to father a child. Because to father a child, it takes what, I, what, what God explained to me. It takes wisdom. It takes you wanting to protect that child with every fiber of your being. It takes you wanting to provide. And I'm not talking about working uh, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, nonstop, go, go, go. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Provision comes when you sit at the table with your daughter or your son and do homework. Provision comes when you uh, uh, ask your child, how are you doing today? That's the kind of father that he wants fathers to be. One that comes with wisdom. And if you don't have it, you ask him. Jesus said, I am in the father. I am in the father. And we are in Jesus. So if you don't have the qualities or the character that God is asking you to have as a father, you ask of him. Because it is he that gives. It is he that equips It is he that prepares. He has already put it in you. So if you don't know how to bring it out of you, you ask him. And he will bring it out of you and show you that you do have the level, the capacity to be able to protect. The capacity to be able to provide. The capacity to have that wisdom to show that child the right way and the right thing to do. Not because they are your own child, but because they are a child. Because they are a child. Amen? Oh, my time is up already. I'm not done. I beg. Two more seconds. He didn't, Abraham didn't just live by just telling Lot what to do. He lived by example. He lived by example. I didn't finish what I was reading in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. Genesis chapter 18, it says, for I know him that he will command his children. He will command his children, and not just because they are his children, but his whole household. Under my house, you will do it. You live in my house, you will do it. You will pray. If I pray, you pray. If I, if I use wisdom, you use wisdom. If I use protection, you use protection. And not that kind of protection. If I use... <laughs> that just slipped in my mind for a second. Not that, not <laughs> <laughs> if I'm protecting, if I'm protecting the household, you will protect. <laughs> you will protect the household. If I'm providing, you are providing. Your provision doesn't have to be that you are going to work. There is other ways to provide in the house. You provide when you help do the dishes. Jesus, 
I can't wait for my children to grow up. You provide when you make the bed. You provide when you fold the laundry. You provide when you take out the trash. As long as you are in, he will command his children. So I looked at the word command. It is not just telling. It is telling with an example. It is living it. He lived it before his children. So before Isaac came, he was already living it. So when Isaac came, it wasn't hard for Isaac to follow suit. Because all he saw was his father doing it. He will command his children. He will command his household. Every single person that was under his roof. He will command them. And he said, and they will keep the way of the Lord. They will keep. See, that tells me you ain't got no choice. Sorry, that's my American voice coming. You do not have a choice. You are under that household. You are under that roof. You are under that covering. That's the thing that most people don't realize. It's okay. It's okay if the situation comes that you are a single mom. But the covering of a father, it is essential. And I can tell you from my example, growing up without one, it is hard. Mom does everything. Grandma do everything. There is nothing you didn't need that grandma couldn't do for you or mom couldn't do for you. But when I became adult and I didn't have that relationship with the father, it was hard. It takes you in a route where God did not mean for you to go to. But because he is good and because he has always been my covering and he never allowed me to go further, then... then <laughs> I'll leave that alone. He was my covering. And when there is no father in the house, God is our covering. Don't ever forget that. He is the wisdom. He is that protection. He is that provision. He is that person that is interceding on your behalf every day, all day long, every hour, every moment. My life could have gone so bad if it had not been for God. Gone so, so bad. But God was faithful even when I wasn't. He was faithful. He was faithful. So you fathers in this place today, and I call you all fathers, every single man, young, old, middle-aged, remember the responsibility that God has placed on your life. It takes one genetic factor to switch you from being a man to a woman. One. So when you are a man, he chose you. He chose that for you. He chose you to be the man. And not only the man, but the father. young, old, or middle-aged. He chose you. And there is a power in that calling. There is a power in that calling. You can't take it lightly. You can't just, well, you know, stuff happens. 
uh, uh, mom will take care of it. Mom already uh, um, takes care of it. No, no. You have a place. And he's called you to fulfill that place. Don't shy away from it. Don't move away from it. Don't excuse yourself away from it. When you see a child going wayward, don't just say, now that ain't mine. Command. Command that child. Command them to go in the way of the Lord. Not command them for yourself. Oh. This is not a selfish thing. Command them to go in the way of the Lord. Command them to go in the way of the Lord. 